0: This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Hey, and I'm your host, Jason Glick. How are you doing, Jason Glick? I'm doing just fine. Oh, not too bad. What do you have cool. for us? All right, well, it's like I'm still pillaging the, uh, the bounty of stuff I got at Comic-Con. Because like, like, cause like I talked about with The Killer um, uh, over a month ago, this is another series I picked up You know, actually at the exact same time. This is a series that a lot of people have probably heard about called Mouse Guard spy 'm writer artist david Peterson it's been getting a lot see a lot of acclaim over the, over the years for its for its really compelling and inventive look at, at a high as a, at a high fantasy series starring mice now cool thing cool thing about this series that that was established in the first first volume which is called fall eleven fifty two is that especially it's, it's it's very much a mili- like a medieval fantasy fantasy series but played played dead straight with mice and the key what makes this series work so well is that peterson has has gone through a like a very thorough it's as really like he he's really put a lot of thought into it, like how like how a real society is like supposed to work work for mice you know just in terms of like how they're going to like the scale of how how things work you know just like yes yeah on one hand like yeah they're their their cities and their towns are gonna look kind of the, kind of the same as well but then you but then like the um like the very first issue, has three three guard mice: the um, even-headed even-headed Liam, the hot hot-headed Saxon, and the cool and cool and collected um, um Kenzie. It's like they've like it, p- it pits them against a like against a they're out they're out trying to find out who's um who killed this one this, this one uh, trap this one um uh, farmer who's bringing grain grain to market. And then they but then it's like it's like it's soon soon revealed that hey it's it's a snake, and you know it's like a snake to us, i mean yeah, it's for its own kinds of dangers, but at the same time, you look at these this snake right here in their scale, and it's huge- it's a huge giant monster that um let's see that that's like almost that that's on um, that's like you know just like it's almost like you know godzilla size to them it's like it's a giant it's a giant um it's a giant um, epic level threat, and it's like and and they have to, and um it's and like you like I said we're introduced to these to these three characters, and um, it's like and and they're taking their various and their various methods for trying to track um take take it down. Now it's uh now it's Liam who winds up getting the big 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 heroic moment as he just dives right in and puts his sword right right through the thing's brain um through his mouth and it's. And it's and it's a big, it's nice, it's nice um, sequented. It also sets things up as we find out that, you know, the, uh, like the merchant, or the guy who's still going to sell his, gra- trafficking and sell his grain, wasn't all that he, that he seems. And that leads on, leads on to the, um, the main thread of the first volume, which has the, uh, has the three garden mice trying, um, trying to foil a, uh, it's like an uprising led by, by another, another mouse who's posing as a mythic, mythic figure known as the Black Axe. Now, I I really enjoyed this first volume when when it came out. You know, like precisely forwards, like it's like Peterson's sense of sense of scale for the um, for for, re- for rendering rendering this world, and just like and I'll, like I said, I'll, and like he he does a great job with, with world building and all. And his art is really it's, is is fantastically detailed, and like it's it's a real it conveys a real like storybook sense of wonder when you're like when you're going through leafing through the pages, rereading through it now. With a, with a couple of years um my perspective, it does feel kinda quaint. It's like it, it's like the um it's like the uh the lead like the um the treachery behind the um the like the the black axe is is kinda like real it's kinda like, you know, fairly fairly standard issue. The um there's there's some really heightened drama when when Saxon and Kenzie um are hauled out of town and like thrown into this one one of the mouses place who turns out to be uh, like have have a um, very special connection to the, to the black axe and it's like it's it just feels and like rereading it out just it's, it just feels kind of simple you know simple straightforward um, and um but it you know it does have some nice nice action action sequences such as the um like fight with a snake a an, an attack on it's like a, an attack a, an attack by crabs on by the seaside it's like you know, think you know things like things like that, and um, and it also, but it also does set up, establish the world and set things sets things up for the um much more interesting um subsequent volumes, particularly um the follow on Winter Eleven Fifty Two. Now that this volume so far is probably my favorite um version, favorite installment of the series, because um the guard, the guard mice um once again it's um Liam Saxon Kenzie. Um, also, um, like the new pal Sadie and the uh, it's like, and, and Kellanway, the uh, it's like the mouse, with the cat, mouse who who says he's a black axe, but is he really? Like they, it's like they are forced to my um, journey out to the um, other other town, ta- other towns in the in the, like in the in the, in the mouse, it's like in the mouse kingdom, to in order to secure s- supplies to their for their capital of Lockhaven. Now, things. Now, as like as when as it's winter and think like snow is fall, snow is falling all around them. Things it's a much more treacher- treacherous journey, especially when i um, when they're menaced by an owl. It's like it's like throughout throughout much of their much of their quest, and then then they, uh, a a hidden hole in the uh, it's like in in it's like in the snow in the snow ground basically separates um, Liam and Kellanway from from Saxon Kenzie and Sadie. Now, this volume also gives you some some hints into the um into the Weasel War, um which took place a couple of year couple of years back, and also but it but it really does a good job of, like the, the world just deepening the world, um showing you more more interesting things about the, about about the characters such as such as the links that um Twitch Kellanway is willing to go in order to um save save his kind, what Liam's ultimate destiny is. And also that you know that Saxon has more to his more to his brain than just you know being the um, the rash hothead than anything else. Plus, it also offers us some tantalizing glimpses of the series' future because the um, turns out the, the weasel threat is not um, as as gone as we had been led to believe. And also the, um, the 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 hints of the uprising from the previous volume, well, they're still around too, especially in the thread where the um where the capital of Lockha- the Garb mice capital of Lockhaven is. Is um entering into proverbial lockdown once once they um find out that there's a traitor within their ranks. See, it's it's a really compel- it's a compelling read from beginning to end, and um and Peterson's art is also um much see much like much richer here as well. His mice his mice have a much more well m- mouse like look to them than in, see than in the first volume, and there's just more. It's like and there's just much more. Like, it, Interesting stories about the world itself, and he's also able to really tie everything together in in the end as well. And and yeah, keeping with the ands, like, there's also some really nice action sequences, such as Saxon um, like taking on taking on a bat as he flies through the um, the former Weasel, Weasel Stronghaven of Dark Heather, and the uh, it's like and the one on one and the one on one battles between um, that where where Kellenway takes on the take takes on the owl, which gives, like, a genuine badass moment when when he talks to the owl, and he translates his hoots as being this ends in death. So, yeah, it's really, really great stuff here, and um, even if, like, like see, the first volume reads kind of quaint now, the second volume is what will really keep really bring things home. Now, now, the other thing is about about this series is that, um, well, Peterson, well, the, the man is clearly not one to be rushed while he's, while he's putting putting out these things, because the first volume, oh, when did the first, first volume came First volume, see, I've got the uh, copyright date here somewhere, as in, oh, copyright, 2007. All right, so here we are, 2013, and we're up to volume three. However, you know, it's like, even, even though I didn't like the black... The volume three, the Black Axe, um, as much as volume two, I'm still inclined. It was still good enough to make me go, hey, if, you know, if this is a, this, if this is the kind of um, time that David, Pe- that Peterson needs in order to um like um, put out these put out these series, put out these volumes, then yeah, I'm I'm willing to um give him his willing to let him take as long as as long as he needs, because the um because the Black Axe actually um, takes things takes things a, st- a step back. And a step forward is a little baby step forward as well. Because if I have one complaint about this series, it's that we don't find out, we don't get too much info about where the story is headed. You know, particularly with the um, the hints of the we- of the weasel threat, and also, but well, and what we do get, you know, hints I do get some information about where um, Liam is going in his in his storyline. Like the most on um, the majority of the Black Axe is a flashback to um, Kellenway's um, days as a guard guard mice. Now he meets one of his um old um meets one of his uh, meets some kin who he didn't know he, know he had. Her name is M, and she reveals that they they are the line of Farar, the uh, the great mouse um, smith who, who crafted the black axe in the like back back in the day. She has she knows where the black axe has has currently wound up because it's um gone far beyond the realms the realms that mice are familiar with, and now. And they, they need to find a uh, like find find a mouse who's willing to sail off the ed- edge of any map in order to get it back. So this is basically the story. Uh, it's it's kind of an kind of an origin story for for Kellanway as we as we find out just how he how he wound up. Most of the story of how he wound up um, in in like in the first and how he met him in the first volume. It's like well, 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 he was certainly like a worthy worthy um, like guard mouse before he. Uh, See before he um, started out. See before he started on this quest, find out that you know he's that. Eventually, he has to make the uh, make the journey from just a you know regular guard, guard mouse into myth if he's going to, going to keep the legend of the black axe alive. And that and that um, th- seeing that that process involves um, the, you know, like I said, sailing off the edge the edge of every map into a kingdom full of ferrets who have their own um distinct set of honor and also taking on taking on a fox all by all by himself so that yeah so yeah it's this has some this is some good stuff right here it's like and, and it's also a, lots of tragedy and heartbreak as you find out that as just, know, just you know what what destiny has has in store for for Kellenway way as well and it's like it's like and like I said it also and also feeds back into the main narrative, which is also that is um see as 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 we get to um, find out what as we get hints about what liam's story is is as well it's it's great stuff yeah it makes me wish that you know hey i heard that that the next well the next story is apparently going to be another flashback story to the weasel war which let's see i believe two years two or three years before the uh like, the original, like, Fall Eleven 52 story, but at the same time, it's still just, you know, kind of jonesing for more of this, like, you know, whether it's, like, you know, flashback or just, you know, flash-forward form. I do remember hearing that the, the whole overall story is meant to be um, six volumes total, and so far, it's, like, it's great, it's great all-ages high-fantasy high-fantasy story that can be enjoyed by just by by kids, by kids of all ages. And, hey, it's like, if you're if you're jonesing for like more for more Mouse Guard and you just can't wait for um, like from um, Peterson to put put out a new volume every like three or four years, well, he's also um, put, he's also um putting out uh, different anth- like new anthologies of, of the stories as well. The first, the first volume, Le- Mouse Guard Legends of Legends of the Guard, collects a lot, collects several different stories by um, by lots of uh, lots of the industries um. Like almost challenges, well, most challenging storytellers, and it's like, or, and the it's like, and also contains a lot of framing sequences by Peterson as well. It's the entire, as the entire, um, the first one has he, uh, has the framing device of all all the inhabitants of this one bar, um, or tavern telling telling stories, with the best one being selected in order to um, like clear the um teller's tab for the, like like for the year. Now you've got lots of great, great creators, just Ted Ted Naife, um, Terry Moore, um, Guy Davis, Gene Haw, um, J- um, Jason Alexander and Car Kershaw, as well as uh, um, a lot of other um, creators who i had not he- heard of before, but also turned in solid work like Jerry Bastain and um and Katie Cook. Like generally, there's not really a bad story. It's like in the in this first volume, with some of the um like best ones being like um being Bastain's. Re- Original like um off story which has the um tells the story of how the mice secured their in- secured their independence, and also um the story by see by Jean Ha and and with um with a script by Laurel, Fran- Laurel Francis about a um about a banker mouse who managed to um secure great fortune through cre- through, cre- through creativity that didn't involve him fighting it's like him actually like raise it. It's like raising a, uh, like a blade, a blade by himself. So it's, so even though it's like, no, not all of these stories are, are 100%, you know, like, um, goal. I mean, some of them are kind of, kind of familiar, like say, Oleg the Wise, where a, um, or where a mouse king finds out that his, that his, um, ferret mount is going to be the death of him someday. And yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, you can kind of see where that's going, but, um, but you know, if but if you're like me and you like the series enough that you that you're willing to you know, just that you want to just like go like grab anything by like like buy it, then yeah, it's then you're not going to be disappointed. It's like it's it's like overall it's a pretty solid solid it's a sol it's a as far as a stop gap between volumes goes, it's like it could it's 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 genuinely good and I'd certainly look certainly looking forward to the next to the next volume, which boasts um, c- contributions from creators like um Sagi Stan Sakai, It's currently being serialized right now, and it'll like likely be. Um, and if it keeps to a decent to a decent schedule, it may um, the heart um, the volume may be out in hardcover by the in- end of the year. As for the um, as for the uh, next volume of Mouse Guard, well, volumes um one and two, and um. First volume of Legends of the Guard contained sto- contained um hey this is when we co- contained um many advertisements for, for right, to let everyone know when the next let's see um, when, let's see when the next um story next volume of the series will be coming out and I noticed that um Peterson didn't do that for for um, the Black Axe so so Mascard fantastic stuff as as it is. I'm certainly looking forward to, and I see no reason not to it to be fantastic as it, as it comes out in the future whenever that may be. Period. So John, any thoughts? Um I was looking it up as you were talking about it and I kind of was peeking at the artwork cuz I it, it was curious about that and I like the uh, I like the way it looks. My gosh, it's yeah. re- it's really. I love the drawing style for sure. Yeah, it's like I, I'm willing to admit that the reason this takes so so damn long to come out is that he's the guy's got to be a, Peterson has got to be a real perfectionist about just like you know getting the right amount of detail, and it's like it's like and in style for each for each panel. I mean, like this is like this is like a uh, like the intent like the, the drawings are like, are, like in, are as intense as a as like children's storybook, but just done as sequential art. It's not just like a single page of action. It's like panels of uh, panels of this. In, this intrinsic detail to it? And this is not your Mickey Mouse that you grew up with, folks. <laughs> this, <laughs> oh no! Th- th- he has very realistic looking mice, you know. Very, li- re- you know, um, you know. Outside of the fact that they're wearing cloaks and daggers, um, <laughs> it's very cool, though. Yeah. So, like I said, hot, again, high- highly recommended. And you know, like I said, like when, I'm looking forward to the next volume. You know whenever it comes out. All right. And with that, we'll uh, we'll call it an evening on Comet Picks by the Glick. Yep. All right. Talk to you guys later. All right. Talk to you later. Bye.